Last time, the dilemma of three weeks. So what I want to talk about tonight is the next step. The dilemma which apply after the three weeks from Rosh Chodesh. Now, here there are a number of differences between dilemma which apply from Rosh Chodesh and dilemma which apply in Shavosh Already, like we said, even though the according to the Ashkenazim, the idea of what we start doing from Rosh Chodesh is anything which is a simcha which we're not trying to have more simcha in this kind of time period. When it gets to Av, so we might have a simcha, which means even things we regularly would do, and we don't think of that as a tremendous simcha, so it's not adding simcha, like wearing a clean shirt isn't something we consider like a, a reason to have added simcha, but here the idea is no matter simcha, which means here we do things actively to diminish the amount of simcha we get. And even those small pleasures, those small things which a person enjoys, we try to deprive ourselves of um, from Rosh Chodesh, some things we're going to see from the week when Tishba falls, that's already considered a more somber atmosphere. Rosh and, and which is from Wednesday. So the halakhas we're going to talk about now uh, are applied from Tuesday night. So that's uh, the things which we do to take away from the regular sin that we have. So one of the things in the category, like we talked about, um, the four different areas which Khadal Tarat, the person should be reminded of Simcha when it's by the Shafkas. The first one is doing things like Timothy's and Simcha. So, things of Simcha are, which Khadal says, Benyanshal Simcha, building buildings, which the whole point of it is just for one's enjoyment. Um, for example, planting the garden, repainting the house, uh, doing a construction to which is just there for aesthetic purposes, that's all in the category of Benyanshal Simcha. Whereas uh, building work, which is not a Benyanshal Simcha, it's necessary, always coming to fix a problem. We always ask, uh, for some reason, these things always seem to happen in the nine days, that they have to, you know, things break and they need to get fixed, or they have to break open the wall to fix the plumbing, they have to plaster it again, or things like that. Can you plaster it again? So that you can do. To paint it, maybe not, but to fix it and plaster it, you can do That's not a Benyanshal Simcha. And things like that, a door falls down, you can put it back on again, a window smashes, you can replace the glass. Those aren't Benyashal Simcha, that's uh, the kind of things which a person would rather not have done. That's more than the nine days as well. Could you paint the shul? Could you paint the shul in nine days? It's better not to. Same reason it's considered as painting as a Simcha, it's not a necessity, it's just an added area of like, like, aesthetic, it looks nicer, so it's better not to do in the nine days. Okay, that's it then. Yeah, it's sure. It's not an immediate tariff. It's not a tariff, and it adds in. Change the lights, let's say. Change the lights, it's a tariff. People can't see if it's dark. If you want to put a change the light fixtures, change the light fixtures, and put a chandelier, it's also the change the light fixtures. It's an interesting thing, it's only just a historical anecdote, and it's happened from the 1970s, when air conditioning was just becoming popular. So the Bacham in Panovich went to Panovich and they said that uh, it's to learn in the summer in the Besmedrish, in the Bnei Brak. It's very difficult, it's very hot, it's very claustrophobic. And, and uh, can you please put it in air conditioning? It's this new innovation at the time, it'll make a big difference. So then air conditioning had to be specially ordered and it was very expensive, obviously like most new things are. And the Panovich went to work to try and raise money to put air conditioning into Panovich. It took him a whole summer. And uh, they were only ready to install air conditioners in the nine days. And then it became a question whether should they install it in the nine days or not. 
And as we said now, but you can do it now, so it's, people can already get the benefit of it from a few days after the Zman. But they said, no, you've been in the with that. That's why they went off the nine days. And, and then you put it in Venice money, and then you know, people have to manage those few extra days that they've managed anyway, so um, until now. Anyway, that was a discussion at the time. The punish have decided that not, if it'll help people learn, it's worth it for now, so it's putting their conditioning in their nine days. And I heard from people who were Bachem at the time, it's only years later they said that the natural was the right decision because Kinyar, it wasn't a, there was a certain bad muzzle about the air conditioning system. It kept breaking, it had to, it had to get replaced, it was like, until eventually had to replace it with a better system which worked. So maybe it was like the thing they put it in the nine days. I don't know, but the halacha would be the same thing. If it's a necessity, it's not considered shal simcha. Now, for today, if the air conditioning would break, for sure we thought we could fix it in the nine days. People yeah. today can't up with that. But then people never had it, so then maybe it was an added luxury. You know, they'd be managing fine until now, or not fine, they'd be managing somehow until now without it. And maybe for them to put it for the first time, they would be considered a initial simcha, and be more of a problem. Okay, so that's the first category of things which one of a person shouldn't do in the nine days, binyanim shal simcha. Similarly, activities of simcha, they say, for the same category. In other words, to go on vacations, to go on trips, to go on cruises, all things like that, which is also basically a simcha. It's better to avoid that kind of thing in the nine days as well. Now, this becomes a little bit difficult because, like we said, the children are all on vacation now and they need something to do, also go crazy. So, what, what kind of activities can you take your children on, which on the one hand will keep them occupied in a safe way, on the other hand, isn't considered a simcha? So, I don't have an absolute yes and no answer for that question, but basically, it's those things which uh, the child's looking really forward to that you should do the nine days. So what he's looking really forward to is that you're going to take him swimming, or they take him to the sea, don't do that in the nine days. The other reasons we're going to, to go to the sea, also we'll talk about that soon. If it's something which is in the category of, okay, it's just something to spend the time, so you go have a picnic in the park, but it's not a major activity. So we're going to have the nine days, it's not considered a major source of simcha. Similarly, when they ask Poiskim about going swimming in the nine days, now this, we'll have to talk about washing in the nine days in a minute, but first, just that you're going swimming. So pretty much what the Chazanish answered was that if it's a kilo a teal, you do it for the excitement or for the injury, like it's a big, big attraction, you shouldn't do it. If it's for health and a person regularly swims because he needs the exercise, so he swims one twice a week, there's no major excitement, they're going to the pool, it's part of his health routine. So in the case like that, if a person needs it, he doesn't want it. Do you have some of the three weeks and even though if a person needs it for his health, that was the case. And even though the mice are personal to wash themselves in the nine days, we're going to call for that in a moment. Okay, so that's a, that's a category of activities which cause pleasure. Now, the next thing which is brought down is the halacha again. It's not something which we consider adds pleasure to someone's life, but something which taking it away minimizes a person's pleasure, and that is not to eat meat or drink wine. And even though the different minhagim about this, the Shachnarach himself brings three different minhagim, is that we don't eat meat or drink wine from Rosh Chodesh. From Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh inclusive, which means even though normally Rosh Chodesh is a quasi Yom Tov, but the restriction with Martin Ba'av starts from Rosh Chodesh and so we, even though normally, if one would celebrate Rosh Chodesh with meat or wine, so Rosh Chodesh Av, has to find something else to celebrate with, because you shouldn't be eating meat or wine. Included in meat is any is chicken as well, and included in wine is anything which has, uh, which has wine added to it for flavor. So if a person likes a sauce, with wine or a person puts wine into certain cakes, if the taste of wine is still nicker, it's still a taste, then we still put a certain taste of the wine in it, then it's a problem. What about wine vinegar? Oh, but vinegar is okay. Because vinegar is, even if it's a derivative of wine, we're not in the zero. 
The problem is the enjoyment, and no one gets enjoyment out of a nigger. It's a food I can use as a, as a condiment or as a cooking thing, but no one's enjoying it. So therefore, there's no enjoyment, there's no, there's no problem drinking it. Now, that's the way I offer first, meat and wine. And that applies to things which have the flavor of meat as well. So in other words, if a person would cook, let's say, a chalent and have the leftovers, beans or potatoes, or whatever it is, we wouldn't be able to eat that in the nine days either because it's absorbed the flavor of the meat, even if there's actually meat there. About wine made from things other than grapes. We're going to talk about soup. Next point, but if a person has food which is fleshic, which is made in a meat pot, it doesn't mean you can't eat it in the nine days. If it doesn't have actual meat in it, so the fact that it was cooked in a meat pot doesn't make it awesome. The problem is the taste it of it. Even if it doesn't have actual meat in it, even though it's fleshic, it does not. As if it's a flavor of meat. If it's a flavor of meat, it's a problem. If there's no flavor of meat, even if I like it, it's fleshic, then it's okay. I like it. If you cook potatoes with meat after they not have the flavor of meat. They will and they'll be awesome. If I cook, if I cook potatoes in the meat pot, they'll be flesh they, they, they never had meat. Right, and then if they were cooked in the meat pot, they're flesh but they don't have a, t- a flavor of meat in them, so then you don't eat them in the nine days too. Okay, so that's, uh, that's now, there were those posts that were brought down that there was an exception for Shabbos leftovers that you won't eat in the nine days, and all the Akhronim say there's no such thing. It doesn't make a difference. If you're cooking specially or it's leftovers from Shabbos, it doesn't make enough gamina. You can't eat flesh in the nine days. And they even applies to Malava Malka. Even as Rabbi Feinstein brings down that even those people who normally migrate their flesh from Malava Malka, it's not a hetero in the nine days. There is such an order? What? Yes, there was. Frank Yeske, he was about it. But there is such a day. Flesh or meat or just flesh in the potato? So they used to be such chicken, like yes, yeah, but the most of the most of the people most people aren't like, like that. The truth is, this is an aside point. Most people be chal on makbar which is a problem because it's a halacha, unfortunately. But uh, even people who normally are makbar to add meat to malka, that's not a head in the nine days. Shabbos is mutter, not mutter Shabbos. Similarly, not Arab Shabbos. So even those people who know you to taste the food in Arab Shabbos um, can't eat it in the nine days. The obvious will say that they can taste some and spit it out just to see it tastes right. Maybe not, they can't swallow it. But Shabbos is matter. However, however long Shabbos is. So if a person brings an early Shabbos, he can make Kiddush and start eating meat, even if it's still daytime. If a person is a late Shabbos, he can keep eating meat or drinking wine at the start of Shabbos, even though it's already nighttime. As long as it's Shabbos, there's a hetter. But when it's not Shabbos, it's also. That's the din of meat and wine. The exception to that is the Surah's Mitzvah. Now, there's two din of Surah's Mitzvah. There's a din of during the nine days, and there's a din of the wicked Teshubah falls. And the Ramah is Mechalek, the Ramah says that if it's in the nine days before Shabbos, so then, a, then anybody who's invited to the Surah's Mitzvah can eat meat and drink wine as well. It's, uh, the, even though if it's uh, the Mitzvah, uh, so to speak, overrides the Minag not to have meat and wine. But if it's in the week, which Tisha B'Av falls, and it says only the people who are immediate part of family, or the people who are Eka part of the Simcha, and ten people that there's a million are allowed to eat meat. And if there be other guests there that can participate in the Surah, they have to have They can't eat meat. So if, if that would be the case, and the person is making a breast in the week of Teshubav, so then you'd be only allowed to be served meat to the father, the mother, the sandek, the moel, I want one opinion, the father, and uh, everyone else, and ten people. Besides that, you're Are they excluded in the ten? No, besides the ten people, they have a million of people. And everyone else is that you have to give parav to because they can't eat meat. Um, that's uh, by any sort of mitzvah which is that the right time for it. So, bris, bedin, whatever it's going to be, um, that's halacha. 
A bar mitzvah is not simple. If this is considered what, what's the gather of a bar mitzvah, that's necessarily a mitzvah or not, or we said this before. And uh, that's why if a bar mitzvah falls in the nine days, there are posts from hold that they don't have meat, that's a serious mitzvah too. There are posts that are not allowed to have meat, and it's not considered that little serious mitzvah. Um, so that's a machlaikas. But the other thing which is brought down, uh, the person's allowed to have meat, is by a seam. A seam is after, the person's allowed to have meat, and drink wine again. It was before the Shurisha Chalboy, and you can invite as many people as you want as well, and they can participate and eat meat and drink wine too. If it's in the nine days, then it's only for a million. I mean, if it's in the Shemesh Chalbo, it's only for a million. Now, what's the din of a seam? The people are Messiah for Shabbat. Plus 10. Right. Uh, now, what's the gather? The point is to get to a million, or the point is that 10 people can be invited? 10 people can be invited. You can make it around. Unless you have 6 Messiahs, you can add another 4 people? No, 10 more. 10 more. 10 more. The Bible the people of Messiah, you can have 10 people as a Tzibur to be the Messiah, to be the Messiah. Now, what's considered a Simsech that allows us to eat meat and drink wine? So, what the Bible can bring down is three conditions. Number one, that this is when you are Messiah. In other words, we can't uh, leave a Siam, which for some we finished a few weeks ago for the nine days, in order to eat meat in the nine days. So, that's when we are Messiah now. Can we hurry up to finish in order to make a Siam in the nine days? That doesn't seem to be the biggest problem. If we finish, we, the Bible, we finish now, we finish now. We can make a Siam. Number one. number two, it has to be something that a person learned that they understand. Which means if you want to make a flesh of a Sabbath tonight, so I want to sit down and just read a lip read, like 30, 40 pages of Gemara, so I can say it's Messiah, that doesn't help. Gemara means I have to understand it, that I've learned it. Uh, maybe I can do it Chazar and learn it quickly, but I have to have understood what I was learning. Just, just reading words isn't the reason to make a sim. Number two. And number three, it's in the case with the people who there are participants either in the sim or in the celebration of the sim. And we can. Uh, I would say this is, a, this is the big problem with what they do in many places, especially in America. And that is, let's say, the camp of a few hundred kids. They want to serve flashings. So they get someone from the casino, and nobody knows who the person is, and nobody's involved, but that's why they give them a flashing lunch. Or I've heard of restaurants that they serve flashings in that days because at one o'clock the, the, someone comes into the casino. Mm-hmm. So it means half the new people are eating flashings. So what's it going to do? They don't even know who the guy was. So now, most of us in Pascal, if a person missed the hybrid, but he came to be Mishtatif in the city, he can still eat flesh in the nine days. That's because people know him, he's part of the simply, he comes to participate. If it's some individual, no one knows who he is, and there's nothing to do with anybody there, then they aren't part of that simple. And then there's no head of anyone else to eat meat like that. Because of what we said before, that it's a question if what's the deal of a mitzvah, often if there is a mitzvah in the nine days, and they want to say flesh, so they make sure that the mitzvah boys will sign something. And they can make it into a CM, which is finishing the Chavadah's mitzvah, which as an aside, many Bar Mitzvah boys do anyway, even if it wouldn't be the nine days. I think that's for sure a reason to allow uh, a meal, obviously, before Shavu Shachal. That's the din of Basar Um the third, the, the third din which we do to actively remite our Simcha is not to wear clean clothes and not to wear new clothes. And not to wear clean clothes, not to wear new clothes, which means that, and as a part of that also, not to clean clothes in the nine days, not to do laundry, and uh, so the matter, as you know, the halacha is that a person has to have clothing already laundered from beforehand and already worn from beforehand, or else you can't wear clothing like that in the nine days. Now, what, what, what's the rule of this? How, how far does this thing go? So Chazal didn't expect a person to wear the same outfit from from 10 days straight until Matzah Teshuvah. Um, so Ella, what? A person's allowed to change clothing as long as he's not changing to clean clothing. 
Because there's a certain enjoyment in a fresh, crisp, uh, newly ironed or newly washed uh, shirt or whatever it would be. And that's, that, that Chazal wanted to take away, we should have that simcha during the nine days. And therefore, uh, clothing which I wear during the nine days has to have lost its freshness. So, so, so how long does a person have to wear something that it loses their freshness? So the person can give, uh, oh, so the person give a general share of half an hour, but the truth is that's not really an accurate way of assessing it because it depends how hot it is and how active the person is. In other words, if, if a person goes outside in the day after day, in five minutes, it feels as warm. If a person's sitting in a, and not moving in an air-conditioned room, so then after half an hour, the shirt looks as good as it did before. So it really, it really depends on at what stage the shirt's lost its freshness or its feel of being freshly, freshly laundered. So now, uh, that's, that's something a person has to pre- prepare in advance for how many shirts he thinks he's going to need, or how many uh, suits or whatever else is going to be, he thinks he's going to need for the nine days and have them prepared beforehand. Can, can you do a number at a time? Oh, yeah. Can you put like five shirts at a time? So that's not so posh, because if the, the only the shirt which touches your body is going to feel worn, the others are going to feel completely fresh, then it doesn't help. But if you put them long enough, then all the shirts start to feel worn, then it'll be okay. What about that's you know, now? What, what other clothing does a person need to uh, have pre-worn? So this is a big argument because the there's a Ramah. and the Ramah says that for Shabbos one can't wear clean clothes. You might have to be done passing like this Ramah. There's a Vilna Gaon and the Yavitz and a Velatanya and the Kafachayim. A lot of other poskim who don't pass like the Ramah and they say that Shabbos we don't shavedus and we're allowed to wear clean clothes for Shabbos. But even the Velakon the Ramah who said that a person can't wear clean clothes for Shabbos, he was debating maybe a person can change uh, the says, which basically means his undershirt. So if he can't wear other clothing, maybe for Shabbos you can wear clean undershirt, which is mashable that even undergarments you can't wear clean according to the Shet and according to that, and a person has to wear all his undershirts in advance as well because you can't wear mm-hmm. you can't wear clean in the nine days. Could I wear three shirts one after another on Shabbos? Yes, we're talking about that too. We're talking about that too. Now, but there is a machlokes about that. There's a machlokes about that. Does my socks? Does a person have to pre-wear all his socks or not? Machlokes about that. Also, the Ashi does not hold that that's not a big chashev, and therefore this thing doesn't apply to undershirts or socks or clothing like that. Now, what what happens if a person forgets? So he doesn't want to wear the. It's to the two days. It's a machlokes to make Yes, it's a machlokes to make that. That uh, one doesn't have to pre-wear, like I said, uh, underclothes. Right. Yeah, okay. Now the next point, especially, let's always take into account that today this is an area where the world is much more macro than there used to be. As uh, so, uh, so, we're going to see this in the next halacha also of, of washing oneself. That is, when the Chazal said that a person can't launder his clothes for nine days, it wasn't imposing a tremendous hardship on people. Uh, they, they would. Maybe change their clothes if you, uh, once, twice a week, however long it was. So it was a bit, a bit harder than normal. And they definitely weren't holding by people changing their clothing every single day, like we do, and then we're expecting a person not to change his clothes for nine days. So, like I said, so even though, yes, we don't want the simcha of wearing freshly laundered clothes, uh, for sure, things which a person wouldn't be able to wear for so long, like wouldn't be able to wear the same pair of socks for nine days. Um, so then there is more reason to material for welcome to be my kill. And now we know that that's what they used to do. I mentioned this before. I mean, for me, it's always a sign of how much we've come down in our level of Hasmada. But it also shows you a different standard. Tosus says, that's brought down in the Barat Tosus, that 
people are used to take off their shoes on Erev Shabbos. Because they used to get dressed for Shabbos, and they used to stay in there the whole week until the next Erev Shabbos we were going to wash for Shabbos. So he said, No, it didn't change. He said, The knots in your shoes are Kesha Shokayama, because you don't do it for seven days. The Rakh is something that's a firm of Nakh, it stays there for a week, and says, It stays there for a week. You tie your shoes in Erev Shabbos, you don't have time until next Friday when you want to wash for Shabbos. So people used to stay dressed the whole week. What does that mean? Clothing, yeah, shoes now. Okay, yeah, shoes now. Oh, so it's clothing into. Remember, you used to wear robes then. Right. We're talking about yeah. a thousand years ago. So they they keep the shoes on, and they would change the shabbos robe. But it means like they didn't go to the mikveh every morning. No, they definitely go to the mikveh every morning. But it's uh, we're talking about the people in the shabbos. It's just another two weeks. Um, okay, so it's a case like that. Then for sure, they would keep the same socks on. Let's say this the whole week. So the extra two days and the nine days wouldn't be a major change in people's lifestyle. Today, would people change every day? Yeah, for sure. Again, we're not going to match the halacha. If there's a mockment to be made, then there's more of a reason to be made. So that's the now one the person forgot. So then it's brought. Can uh, a person is allowed to wear fresh clothes? Um, we pass my grandma that a person can wear all his clothes in Shabbos. Different doesn't have to do some yes and some no. He can wear everything like normal for Shabbos, and he can wear clean clothing as well. Um, but it's better not to wear new clothing. New clothing is a different, a high level of simple, brand new clothing. A person shouldn't wear new clothing on Shabbos, even on Shabbos, this is a chasen that's brought down, and this is off But besides that, a person shouldn't wear new clothing, but to wear clean clothing, he can do. Um, now, can a person then wear a head for the week on Shabbos? So the answer is, uh, you yeah, can. Can a person now prepare, wear clothing on Shabbos and to prepare for the week? For and the answer is, only if it's not nikah, which means, number one, I'm only wearing clothing on Shabbos, I would wear it in the week as well. So if a person wears right, white shirts on Shabbos and blue shirts in the week, he can't find his blue shirts on Shabbos. It looks like it's preparing for the week. So a person could only prepare clothing he would wear on Shabbos. And number two, it has to be normal times a person would change clothing on Shabbos. The fact that every hour he's changing his shirt on Shabbos is clearly he's doing it for the nine days, that's the fact. I only wear one shirt on Shabbos. So what a person can do to prepare like shirts is at night time when you take a shirt off, I don't like how I'm saying it, put it in your shirt, Shabbos morning. Then I come in after Musaf and I'll take a few minutes nap before lunch, so I'll take off my shirt and put it in your shirt. Okay. Shabbos afternoon, I want to put a fresh shirt. So you can end up with three shirts. So I can end up with three or maybe even four shirts if I work with that, right? But I can't stand put on and off shirts to show I'm changing shirts. Okay, so one could do that on Shabbos also as a way to have, have clothing ready, have clothing ready for the four to nine days. Why would you do it already now? Why, why would you wait till Shabbos? It's applied to, and it applies to pajamas, it's brought in Purish. A person has fresh pajamas, it's also for new fresh clothing. You shouldn't have fresh pajamas for nine days either. And also, you shouldn't change the sheets on his bed. Is it for Shabbos? You could wear fresh pajamas. Pajamas, yes. Not during the week. And same thing, you shouldn't wear fresh sheets during the week because that also <coughs> has a new, like a fresh feel to it. There's always a question. A person who's traveling the nine days goes to a hotel, whatever it is, they're going to put on clean sheets. Yeah. Well, what's it supposed to show? What's it going to do about it? So in cases like that, they bring the aids of, of standing it for a bit. In other words, it takes away its freshness. But uh, normally... Standing standing shoe? No, not often, even with the socks. But it's standing it takes away its freshness also. But uh, if, normally for clothing, you don't want to remind it. You want people to wear the clothing. But that's a bit of... towels also? Is it true that towels also can't be fresh to normal? Towels? Uh, hand towels are not a problem. No, but... Uh, Body towels. Uh, yeah. Bath towels. Bath towels are not a problem, yes. Um, now, tablecloths doesn't apply to kitchen towels. Kitchen towels is fine. Dish towels, kitchen towels, hand towels, tablecloths is not a problem. As long as the person is wearing and putting his body, so it's not such a not, not good amazing. Now, 
The next point is wearing Shabbos clothes in the nine days. Even if you're not necessarily freshly laundered, but you don't, you don't do that either. We don't do that either. A person doesn't wear Shabbos clothes in the nine days. It's also considered like a simcha to put on a good quality clothing. And where is this wearing again? If there's a simcha. If there's a simcha in the nine days, so now it's a big question in Halakha, who's allowed to wear Shabbos clothes? So for example, there's a breast. So we say, the father, the male, the son, maybe the kvata can wear Shabbos clothes. Which means the other people can't. Are the brothers and sisters and uncles and aunts? No, there's no help for the Shabbos clothes in the nine days. Um, similarly, by Bar Mitzvah. Can the Bar Mitzvah wear Shabbos clothes with Bar Mitzvah? So we say, for him it's a simple thing to wear Shabbos clothes, but they can't be new clothes. So he has to have tried them on before the nine days already, so that they're not new, and he can wear them even if they, his Shabbos clothes are for his Bar Mitzvah Surah in the nine days. The siblings or the remnants? No, father and the mother. So what are they doing about the picture? I don't understand. So you scheduled the suit off the nine days and you get a musical, so that way. <laughs> okay, so that's the dinner of Shabbos clothes. Now, if a person's aware, already wearing Shabbos clothes, he doesn't have to take them up right away. And this is like for everybody. Comes once to Shabbos and make a dollar, you don't have to run to take off your Shabbos clothes. You're allowed to keep wearing your Shabbos clothes until, the, until you want to take them off. Don't sleep at night. It's not like it's a din not like it's a din that you have to remove the Shabbos clothes as soon as as soon as Shabbos is out. Is it true that if you took it off, let's say people have a malachal and you want to put the jacket back on for the bench, then you wouldn't be allowed to? No, the you're still wearing it. It's not considered uh, as part of a suit. I'm wearing it. I'm still wearing it. It's not like it's a new a new wearing. What about Arab Shabbat? Arab Shabbat, so every time I normally get ready for Shabbos, I can put on my Shabbos clothes. So I'll get ready like an hour before Shabbos. I'll get ready Chatzos. Whatever time it is, I can do the same here. And then the last area we're going to talk about, which is also something which gives a person some level of happiness or enjoyment, and in fact, within nine days, is washing. And it's also brought that a person shouldn't wash himself. Rechitzah shall taina, washing which he enjoys in nine days, and that's also it's called Minhag Ramah, a plans from Rosh Chodesh. Now, what's considered Rechitzah shall taina? Rizal Tainak is washing himself because a person enjoys the feel of either washing himself or enjoys the feel of freshly, like showered feeling of being fresh and clean. And we want to remind Simcha the nine days, we want to take away both of us. So washing for enjoyment is also, and washing for the enjoyment of feeling freshly washed is also also. But, the Chashokh Nefari says, if it's washing to alleviate tzar, it's not a problem, it's Chazal Dandasa. And therefore, the Shukhnarov says the person is chazotim berosha, which means some kind of infection on his scalp. And the way to deal with it is to wash with hot water. That's mutter, because that's not considered the tiny, that's considered taking away pain. And based on this, is why a lot of poison today hold that we're going to be more making when it comes to sharing. Because for most people, a shower a week isn't a tainuk. It's without it, they're going to feel very uncomfortable. And when they get to that stage, then it's a tzai. When it gets to being a tzai, then there's no problem with washing to take away tzai. Just like, if on Tisha B'Av itself, a person is going to shul on the mat, so they had to wash himself. Or Tisha B'Av is much more common, but the washing to take off dirt isn't considered washing of tainu, it's considered washing for cleanliness. And same thing, if a person feels to the stage that he's uncomfortably dirty, even if it's without the mat, just from not having a shower for long enough, so then it's washing to take away a tire, that's motor as well, but, but, there's one condition, and that is that he doesn't enjoy the washing. So I'm allowed to wash the take away the tire of not having washed myself for too long, but not in a way where I'm going to enjoy it. So to have a hot shower, so to speak, with uh, scented oil, bath oils, whatever it is, is for sure also, even today. 
And if you're going to matter a person to wash, it's going to be in a way which isn't that comfortable how he's washing himself. So we always say three things. Number one, it shouldn't be hot water. It should be cold water. And if you can't manage real cold water, at least a little bit less comfortable than he'd like. On the coldish side of warm, of uh, lukewarm. Number one. Number two, you should wash his whole body the whole time. Wash, not wash his whole body the whole time. We call aver aver, which means uh, wash one arm, and wash the second arm, each one separately. So it does like a, like it's all in the water at once. Um, so for people that normally have a shower, the whole body under the tap the whole time, or if you want to take a to bathe or whatever cases like that, that's the tiny in the washing itself that you shouldn't do. And lastly, only what's needed to clean yourself. Only what's needed to clean oneself. Anything extra which is coming up as lotions or uh, conditioners or things like that are just there for the pleasure of the experience of being of being freshly to wash washing freshly. Um, person shouldn't do. This includes washing on erev Shabbos. This includes erev Shabbos too. Erev Shabbos Chazan, because you only make a din is also to wash then also, with the exception of uh, which means a person's face, his hands and his feet. With the exception of a person's hair, if he's machmer, to wash his hair with hot water every Arab Shabbos, the person can do an Arab Shabbos Chazan as well. But the rest of his body, the feet of Shekhan Arab, would be a problem. And if you're going to be mad to it's only because the person feels uncomfortable. He feels... Uh, he feels... Uh, his mother. His hair is mutter. The other thing is, is the hat if he feels uncomfortable. Where his hands extend to his wrists. Just about. Also, yeah, the places where you used to get dirty more regularly, as so people would wash them more regularly. Again, the world's changed. People used to wash used to wash themselves much less often, so it wasn't as much as a restriction. Then, then people wash themselves much more, so then um, it's much more of a hardship not to wash. So there's a how much a person is able to do that. Now, there are three interesting questions which come up here. Firstly, we said before, uh, the upper skin who were matty, who used to be matty swimming for before if a person needs it for their health. And not just he's doing it now in the nine days. Every week he goes swimming once a week for his health. So the way person was swimming, he can do it in the nine days too. He's not doing al-shachitza shaltainu. Uh, even though he's getting wet, he wasn't doing al-shachitza shaltainu. Similarly, a person is machmed to go to the mikveh, because he's not going to go to the mikveh. He's not doing al-shachitza shaltainu. Yes, he's doing it al-kadush, or whatever other reason, or whatever other reason he's going to make before. That's motor as well. Um, you didn't wash the water. Now the question is, the question is, is he allowed to shower before or after the mikvah? So then once again, if it's a case where he feels dirty, then he can't do it the way we can get some from. Cold water, one every at a time. And similarly, a person should prefer a cold mikvah rather than a hot mikvah, because we want to remind the hanah of the water too. And the last interesting halacha is, is if there's a, should a person try and not put themselves in a place where they're going to have to shower? In other words, if you have the option of walking to a kodal or... Uh, taking a bastaka. I know if I'm going to walk 15 minutes in the sun up and down, by the time I come home, I'm going to be dripping wet and I'm going to need a shower. Is there reason to try and avoid that in the nine days? The answer is no. I don't have to try and avoid putting myself in a mat of where I'm going to be dirty. I mean, that's what I need to do. If now I feel at the stage where washing is to take away uh, discomfort, that it wasn't in Chazal's garden. Chazal asked that washing for pleasure. Again, obviously, with the conditions we spoke about before, but then in cases like that, a person would be allowed to wash also. But the sum of those are the four, and of course, when it comes to washing for a halakha, uh, <coughs> for example, uh, a person wants to, they just to wash before she goes to the mikvah or something like that, and again, it's not for pleasure, it's for a reason, and for guys like that, it's for sure, um, One last halakha I forgot to say, and I always could ask this, and I mentioned that, 
The Isr of clean clothing really applies to children too. And as the children all of to understand, should prepare his clothing as well. And not refresh clothing in nowadays. The Isr of meat and wine applies to children too. Which means you'll have to find them other things to eat. And not, meat, and not uh, chicken or meat in the nowadays. Um, the Isr of washing also applies to children who are old enough to understand it. What's the age of children old enough to understand Khurban? And then the restrictions will apply, we say six or seven years old. Longer than that, you don't have to keep anything for them to understand. Now, the exceptions. If you have a child who's allergic to milk, you have the child often. Milk, cheese, whatever it is, dairy products. So, and you told me, you're not gonna, you can't give them pleasure, they're not going to eat. Because either it means they milk. So, they've had kids who are allergic to milk and fish. So, what are you eating? What's going to eat under? So, in cases like that, it's important to give him chicken. Because uh, you consider it's a khayda. Then it could, and uh, for a child, for sure, we can imagine to give him chicken. So, Zion or Zulukhas? Zulukhas, this is the same of Zulukhas. That's one case. The second case is children who want to make Avdala. So, you can give a child a case of Avdala to drink. Uh, or if you have a Brisbane man, days, you can give a child a case to drink, even if he's older than that age. You can then, because then there's a mitzvah to drink, and then for him it's only a chumrah not to. No, not to drink grape juice or wine in the land there, so you can give it to a child to drink. <coughs> and the third color, this is the biggest color, and that is for little children who dairy themselves on a regular basis. And it doesn't just mean they dairy themselves because they haven't entered the trend yet, and they dairy themselves because every time they go outside they're playing in the mud. So you're allowed to wash their clothing. And that's the shower which always comes up. Can you wash clothing for little kids in the land days? The answer is yes, even in Shavash Chalve. Not in Teshuvah itself, but even in the week of Teshuvah Falls, a person is allowed to wash kids' clothes. And it doesn't have to be dark of the wine item it is now. If I'm really washing the kids' clothes, I can plan ahead. The little kids who are too young to understand the values, I can wash the enough clothing to see them through the lens of the nine days. Obviously, I can't wash adults' clothing at the same time. Even if it's just the same line in the washing machine, I can't put more things into it. But for kids' clothing, I'm allowed to wash. And like I said, once I'm already doing that, then I can wash the other clothing the kids' going to need until after the shabbat. Now, regarding the, the uh, washing children about... Drink yourself. Drink the better grape juice and drink the which is the minimum amount, a full cheekful of it itself. These restrictions we spoke about now apply after Teshuvah also until Chatzayis and the 10. So a person is not meant to wash in hot water, do laundry, uh, eat meat and wine until the 10th, until Chatzayis. This year, because it's a Thursday and it's the day before Shabbos, so a person is really allowed to do laundry on Matzah Yitzhan as part of preparing for Shabbos.